You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi everyone, Annie here for Showreel, and today we have two entirely different voices from the filmmaking world here in Australia. First up is Steve Jaggy from a Queensland production company who has been working busily despite COVID and is releasing Kidnapped through Village Cinemas. We follow this with a chat with Grace Truman, who is the star of a web series called Amazing Grace, which is going into its second season called Gracefully. It started when she was 10, now she is 16, high production values, heartwarming tips on life, and funny, happily funny. Looking for an easy way to keep up with your annual 3CR subscription? You can now set up an annual debit from your bank account or credit card, and once a year your payment will be automatically deducted. You can cancel at any time and you'll get a reminder each year before payment. Be a constant supporter of Melbourne's precious independent community radio station and set up a recurring payment today. Just go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Steve Jaggy Productions from Queensland make content with an international eye for release. During COVID, Australia has turned into a very sound investment for content production. I spoke to Steve about their film Kidnapped, which is releasing in village cinemas today. And we have five in-season double passes for any subscriber or someone who wishes to subscribe by ringing the station on 94198377 and leaving your mail details. The number again, 94198377. I will send them out to the lucky callers by Monday. The film stars Claire Vanderbloom and Todd Lassance. This is what Steve had to say. Um, I suppose we should start start off with the uh, fact that uh, Kidnapped is part of a um, coterie of films that you've been able to make from your production house in Queensland. Yeah, you know, we've just been so very fortunate during these incredibly difficult and hard times. Um, but, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to be based in Australia. Our company is based in Brisbane. Um, and as, as you know, and your listeners know, you know, both the federal government and the state governments have done such an excellent job in protecting Australians and, and, and Australian businesses from, you know, the kind of major COVID onslaught that has affected Europe and North America. And it's really created this opportunity for 
um, local production companies and practitioners where we have this, this paradox where the demand for content is at an all-time high because um, of, of the streaming platforms and Netflix and whatnot gaining, gaining market dominance. And then that's juxtaposed against the just total lack of content being made because of COVID. So for a small Australian company like our own, it's really kind of a perfect storm, if you'll excuse, excuse the expression. <laughs> yeah, well, Kidnap, which is the thing we're talking about in particular, um, has got some uh, pretty uh, handy stars like Claire, Claire Vanderboom and uh, Todd Lekansk, uh very well known to Australian audiences, but it's quite clear that yeah. this particular film uh, is targeting an international audience, isn't it? Can you tell us about you know, the, uh, the focus of your company? Of course. So uh, on a kind of broad level, um, Australia, um, big country, small population. So like many, uh, you know, companies, and we're in the business of manufacturing, uh, we just manufacture movies rather than uh, cars or, or anything else. Um, you know, we have to, you know, we have to um, make sure that, you know, we make revenue and that, that, that you know, um, people pay to see the movies we make. And again, Australia has such a small population. It's very difficult making movies in Australia for Australian audiences. There are a couple of companies that do that, and they do it very, very well. Um, but it's a very uh, tight marketplace. Um, so with our business, we, we, you know, we make films that tend to have a very international outlook. And, and um, you know, we do a lot of films in the YA space, in the teen space, in the family entertainment space. And those films do well for us in Australia. But 90% of our audience and 90% of our revenue definitely comes from overseas. Um, it's, it's, you know, there's uh, several billion people around the world and, and only 30 million of them in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but it's getting a, Kidnapped is getting a theatrical release here. In fact, it's starting on today, Thursday. That's when this will be Yeah, uh, we're, and, um, we're so lucky about that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and so quite clearly, uh, you, when you... You, do you actually uh, get your writers to uh, do a scenario or did, do you um, have, uh, have people come to you with scripts? Yes, so we, you know, we, 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 a bit of both, I suppose. You know, we have uh, eight people in the office and we have a, a development team who um, assess um, what they call spec scripts. So scripts are, you know, kind of, uh, uh, sent to us on spec. Um, we, we, most of our films we do develop in-house and Kidnapped, um, this particular movie we're talking about, was actually developed in tandem with a Canadian company because it was originally going to be a co-production between uh, Canada and Australia. And um, so we, it's an Australian writer who wrote it, um, but, um, but we, we, we developed it in tandem with a company out of Vancouver called CPA Films. Oh really? So oh that's really interesting. So what you're saying is that there's it's not just an international market but it's also an international uh production or uh, producing uh, 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 money finding as it were. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. We now because of covid we didn't end up making it as a treaty co-production um because that would mean splitting the work between Australia and Canada. Um that was the goal but but because of covid we couldn't really do that so we ended up coming to an agreement with uh, uh, CPF Films, who were, you know, lovely company in Vancouver, and we're doing some other stuff with them. They graciously allowed us to make the film uh, entirely here in Australia, uh, which we did. So they took a step back, um, um, and, and we kind of just took the reins and made it here in Australia. Um, 
but um, but but it had been you know developed between the two companies, and we co-financed it between the two companies as well. So a lot of Australian companies often co-produce with uh, with the uh, you know Canadian or UK or, or, or US companies. Um, they just have uh, uh, you know they have the ability to access larger pools of money often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, the um, place that you shot this uh, was a wonderful setting. I mean. The, the local setting would have been perfect for this particular time and place during COVID, as well as the script. You know, we were just so lucky. Um, so we, uh, for the benefit of your listeners, we shot um, at, at a, a resort called the Tala Nature Resort, which is uh, kind of halfway between Cairns and Port Douglas. Uh, it is a National Geographic uh, rated, I think one of the top 10 in the world, nature resorts. It is spectacular. If you haven't been, do yourself a favor and book a holiday there. It is amazing. And because of COVID, and obviously uh, it decimated the local tourism industry up here in Queensland, but one of the kind of silver linings for us is that we were able to go and make this film um, at an international resort um, where they they really didn't have too many clientele so we were able to go in there do a deal with them effectively take over a big chunk of the resort for three weeks uh, have it to ourselves and shoot this movie so um yeah that's pretty you know, handy we, we, we benefited from that it was very handy yeah, yeah and so tell me uh, about uh, the um uh the actors how you how you got the different actors to uh mm-hmm. uh who, you know yeah tell us about them yeah well like you said it, we just have an exceptionally good cast uh, particularly for uh what we would say, you know, it's an independent Australian film. Um, the film itself wasn't very big and, of course, made it during the middle of COVID. Like I said, we couldn't make it as a treaty co-production, so we had to reduce the budget. Um, but w- w- what happened uh, during the height of COVID was all these amazing actors who, um, uh, Australian actors who were based over in Los Angeles, all decided to come home because, of course, the COVID situation over there is just and continues to be absolutely horrendous. So, you know, Claire Vanderboom, Top of Sens, uh, um, Lincoln Martin, Naomi Vidler, um, the, all these just uh, amazing powerhouse actors were just coming home and looking for work in Australia. So we were at the right place at the right time, and we we had this script for you know really compelling script, and we also have a, a very experienced director uh, on this film, a Canadian director who, who came over to direct the film because again it was part of the treaty co-production. Um, uh, it had the director attached. We kept the director Vic Siren, so he came over here and quarantined, and he's super experienced. So between the script and this compelling script and this great director and the fact that we were going to be shooting up in the middle of the, the rainforest and the Daintree um, during the middle of COVID, um, I think it was a pretty attractive package for these amazing actors. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, it's pretty amazing, isn't it, to think that uh, Australia, which is uh, often considered to be the ends of the earth, even if the world is round, uh, certainly looked rather attractive during COVID. Absolutely. And I think it still does look very attractive <laughs> um, to everybody else in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you uh, tell me, what did you have to do anything specific uh, to be COVID safe? Oh, absolutely. Um, pardon me. Uh, very, uh, a lot of work went into it. And um, a big shout out to uh, Screen Queensland, who are the state agency uh, responsible for, uh, you know, um, uh, film and television in Queensland. They were instrumental in helping us uh, de- uh, develop a COVID compliant policy um, that we then had to also get input in from um, the chief uh, health officer, chief medical officer uh, here in uh, Queensland. So we had to get permission from the premier's office, from the, the, the 
CMO's office uh, and Screen Queensland were really helpful in all that. Um, we had a big team in the office here. We had to kind of get some additional staff in to make sure that we had a, a COVID, uh, you know, very COVID compliant um, film sets. We created a COVID bubble. So um, as I said before, we bought out this resort effectively and um, everybody was COVID tested going into the resort. We had to bring in all of our equipment uh, up into the you know, to the resort. Um, and then once everything was up in the resort, we locked ourselves in there for three or four weeks and nobody could come or leave so that we knew that everything in there was, it was a COVID bubble. And um, we also obviously had nurses in there as well. And we had COVID testing uh, and, and temperature checks kind of on a daily basis. Um, but the COVID bubble did an amazing job. And um, yeah, we were very fortunate um, that the, the government were able to see um, the benefit of us experimenting. And, and we did a couple of two films back to back this one was the second film that we'd done this on, um, but we did two films back to back with these COVID bubbles and really demonstrated to the state government and the federal government that film and television production could be uh, handled safely in the COVID era and uh, open the door to a lot more productions coming to Queensland. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Congratulations. Um, the uh, film comes out uh, on Thursday in Melbourne and is being uh, screened by uh, The Village uh, mm-hmm. um, so that's a very good distribu- distribution sort of arm you've got there too. Yeah, you know we're very fortunate to have um, some great people here in the office, and um, uh, you know I think it helps to make good movies. Um, but oh, yeah, um, you know we're, we're <laughs> yeah we're you know um, I think uh, Kidnapped is a really it's a very compelling story. It's gut wrenching. Um, it's um, it's got some great actors and a great director as you mentioned. You know really fantastic powerhouse Australian actors um, but it's also a really relatable story and I think what's really great with this film is um, it, it, it is a thriller it is every parent's worst nightmare yeah. but it's also um, it's, it's a PG you know so it, don't get me wrong it's not appropriate for young children but it's certainly appropriate for um, um, you know older children uh, and it's, it's certainly the kind of film that audiences can go and see it's a it's a really good thrill ride but it hasn't got a lot of blood and violence and that kind of stuff so um, you know kind of more uh, audiences with maybe kind of uh, who are a bit more sensitive to the you know to violence and whatnot can see this film without um, without being too shocked. Uh, it's more it's really leans on the thriller aspect rather than the other aspects of uh, the genre. Hi, um, my name's Maya Newell, and I made a film called Gaby Baby, and recently a film called In My Blood It Runs. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio. You're back with Annie on Showreel at 3CR, delving into the waters of Australian movie image. And we finished the program with a chat with Grace Truman, who stars in a terrific web series called Amazing Grace, which has started its second season called Gracefully, screening on YouTube. Of course, if you have internet access, you can watch these short and sweet and funny episodes of the series very easily. It is worth the search. Here is Grace. I've watched all of them, and then I, and I am absolutely captivated by your web series. So, t- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Tell me about um, how it all began and uh, the process. Sure. So the web series started because um, suddenly, when I was ten years old, my dad died. Um, we woke up on a Sunday, and he had a headache, and by that afternoon, he was gone. Basically, the ambulances took him away. Um, and I quickly realized a few months after my dad had died that I was losing memories of him. And that was something that was really difficult for me. And it was even more difficult for me to tell my mum 
But once I did, we decided that we needed to come up with a way to celebrate and um, remember my dad and keep his stories alive, which is why we made this web series. Now, of course, he was a scriptwriter and an actor and um, very proficient and obviously a funny man, very comedic because your series is quite funny. Yes, yes. All his stories are very funny because, yes, my dad was a very, um, yeah, he was always the entertainer in the room and, yeah, my dad was a storyteller, so we thought the best way to celebrate him was to um, to tell stories about him, and that's what our web series is. It's um, telling his true stories, and it's about how when I encounter a problem, I think of what he would do, what he would say to me, um, and he's there, um, played by the actor Ben Wood, to give me some advice, let me um, take a breath and make me laugh. Now, of course, your mum is no uh, mean shakes when it comes to making um, visual uh, representations of the world. So Mm -hmm. she's your collaborator, isn't she? Yes. So, well, yes, mum and I definitely work together on everything. We're the co-creators of this web series. Um, So, yes, from the beginning, we were in it together. Um, We write everything together. We write write and we plan all the episodes together. Mum is the director and producer of the whole series. So, yeah, it's definitely a team effort. So tell me about the writing because it's uh, one of the things about making a web series quite clearly is that it can be as long or as short as you want it to be. Yes, yeah, that's the great thing about web series. There's a lot of freedom to what we can create. Um, So the process of writing the episodes is basically um, mum and I sit down, we do a bit of a brainstorm about what we think we want to feature in these episodes, the kind of main topic or idea. Most of them are based on some sort of experience that I've had or experiences that we know other people in my age group, um, friends have had. Um, And then we think about what stories we think dad would be able to share with me. Um, And sometimes they're stories that I remember of dad, other times they're stories that mum has from dad and they're stories that I'm hearing for the first time, which is always really wonderful. And then mum goes away and writes a first draft from that discussion. Then we get back together and I kind of go through what my lines are and I try and put them in my own words as much as possible. Um, And then we have, and we go through lots of different drafts within that process. Um, and then eventually we have rehearsals with um, Ben Wood, who plays my dad, and Justine Clark, who plays my mum, and they bring their own kind of um, twist to things and they have their own suggestions and often they are really great suggestions, so we add those to the script as well. Yeah, yeah, they're a lovely uh, choice for your mum and dad. Yeah, we're so lucky to have them as part of our series. Yeah, really delightful. The other thing is that you're very musical, quite clearly. Yeah, well, that was, um, yeah, mum and dad always encouraged me to um, uh, be involved in music from when I was six. um, I learnt piano um, and that's because um, learning an instrument was something that they never had the opportunity to do. And so, yeah, we, I had a wonderful um, piano teacher who um, also encouraged me to write my own music um, and to go to the piano as somewhere uh, to find solace when in my schoolwork, in my in my life, if I ever needed just some space to just be able to sit down, play a few chords, mess around. And yes, yeah, so I ended up um, uh, using those skills to write the opening song of our web series. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. It's it's really lo- And also in some of the other episodes, 
uh, you, um, oh, the one about uh, finding stage your... Stage fright, yeah. 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 And also the one about the lost mobile phone, looking for things. Yes, 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 indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's like a walking song, um, which is really cute, I reckon. Uh, also, uh, it's... I mean, it's it's gone overseas. I mean, well, it's a web series, so of course it's gone overseas. But um, you've you've received accolades. Yes, yeah. Um, so there's um, so many different um, web festivals out there. You don't realise how many there are until you really create a web series. And so we've been able to submit our series into festivals all around the world. The first one we submitted our web series into um, was a. a web festival in Miami called the um, Indie um, Indie Fest and we won the award um, an award of excellence um, at that festival and we've um, since then we've been to Russia as part of one of the festivals the first web festival in Russia so we went there and there was all these screenings of all these web series from around the world and filmmakers from around the world who had come to this festival um, and just recently, or most recently, um, our first episode of our second series, Fears, won um, Best Drama and Best International Web Series at the Digital Media Fest in Rome. Oh, congratulations. Well, it doesn't surprise me because the gentle humour, but also the incredible strength and uh, clarity of idea. Uh, yes, it, it's actually really helpful. Do you get any responses from people of your age group? Because it's incredibly uh, helpful what you, you're actually making. Thank you. Yeah, um, well, that's a wonderful thing as well as having a web series is being able to put it out online. You get you do get an immediate response from the audience a lot of the time because one of our main platforms is Facebook and um, we've connected with so many different um, groups and people around the world. Um, and we have we do have a lot of people contact us and say how valuable the series is, um, particularly for people who have lost someone in their lives. Um, it helps them find a way to celebrate and remember and think of what the, that person in their lives would have done if they were they were still here. But also some of my friends, like uh, just recently, this weekend, in fact, uh, with the release of this new series, I was um, one of my friends messaged me saying how much she enjoyed watching this new series and how helpful it had been to her. Um, so, yeah, it's really it's always wonderful and it's such a thrill to receive that response. Yeah, and that it takes us to the second series and the reason for why I'm talking to you because you want people to know that there's a second series. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, and uh, it's still in the process. So the you you you've already got the um, themes that you want to talk about. So the first one was fears. Then there was friends. Um, yes, and then and I couldn't see the next one because it's not out until tonight at five p.m. Yes, <laughs> at five p.m. Exactly. Yes. Um, so for the next, um, well, now for the next two weeks, we're launching um, episodes of series two of um, this series is called Graceful Amazing Grace series two, and there's um, two episodes going out each week, one on a Tuesday afternoon at five p.m. and the other on a Friday afternoon at five p.m. Um, and our series is on YouTube. Um, on uh, Our YouTube uh, channel is called Amazing Grace Web Series YouTube channel, and also on Facebook, our Facebook page is Graceful Amazing Grace. Well, so all the, the, yeah, the episodes will be launching there. Well, they're great. 
They're fantastic. And and uh, the other thing is that uh, y- you've uh, moved out of the, the web series to doing other uh, theatrical things. So, uh, so um, I, I actually have to bring it up because I just love the um, uh, uh, Jesus Wants Me to Be a Sunbeam. I thought that was such a great title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, definitely over, um, well, through doing the web series, I've definitely grown in confidence in terms of acting. And so, yes, I've had the opportunity to be involved in um, some major theatre productions. Jesus Wants Me for a Sunbeam is one of them, and that's based on a novel by the um, by the author um, Peter Goldsworthy, um, and it was adapted from his novella. And yes, yeah, so I've been able to do um, theatre production. We well, we've had two um, stagings of that production, and then also I was involved with a um, production with the Bell Shakespeare Company of um, Titus Andronicus. So yeah. what a what a play! Some, what a play! Oh my gosh, that <laughs> is um, that was quite something. But no, they um, I've been so lucky to learn so much in the space of a few years um and yeah I I think all that I've learned from doing the first series and doing this um theatre work has really helped me and grow my performance for the second series of um Amazing Grace. I don't know I can't even imagine what you're going to do next but anyway um a fantastic (laughs) uh, contribution that you've made and uh, I can only recommend it because it was incredibly good fun to watch. Thank you so much. And thanks for talking to me. Thank you, Annie. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. That's it for Showreel for this week. Uh, Don't forget, if uh, you want a double pass for uh, Kidnapped, which starts in uh, Village Cinemas today, then uh, give the station a call on uh, 94198377 if you're a subscriber or if you want to become a subscriber to 3CR, the mighty 3CR, 94198377 for some double passes, in-season double passes. Also, remember that the Melbourne Queer Film Festival, Melbourne Queer Film Festival is on at the moment. A new 3D IMAX feature on the Barrier Reef has opened and Transitions Film Festival is is running at the moment. This is apart from the much-awaited return to cinema seats in general. So until next week, keep safe. It's a great privilege and an honour here to um, celebrate the legacy of this old man. We always felt he was a comrade in our camp. So um, I feel it's a celebration. So if you want to sing along to this, um, you will not be removed by security. Tell you a story, an eight-year-long story of power and pride. British Lord Vesti and Vincent Lingari were opposite men on opposite sides. Vesti was fat, honey and muscle. Beef was his business, broad was his door. Vincent was lean, spoke very little, he had no bank balance. 
Our dirt was his floor From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow Gringy were working for nothing but rations But once they had gathered the wealth of the land Daily the pressure got tighter and tighter The ringy decided they must make a stand They picked up their swags, started off walking At what he did, sat himself down Now it don't sound like much Sure got comes talking, back at the homestead Then in the town From little things, big things grow Can we have from little things, big things grow The investing man said, I'll double your wages Seven quid a week you have in your hand Vincent said, uh-uh, we're not talking about wages We're staying right here till we get our land Vesty man rolled, vesty man thundered You don't stand a chance of a cinder in snow Big city we fall, others are rising From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow Boarded an aeroplane and landed in Sydney, great big city of lights. And daily he went round, softly speaking his story to all kinds of men from all walks of life. Vincent sat down, let Greek politician. This affair they told him, it's a matter of state. Let's sort it out Your people are hungry Vincent said no thanks You know how to wait From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow From little things, big things grow Vincent Lignari returned in an airplane Back to his country once more to sit down He told his people Let the stars keep on turning We got friends in the south In the cities and towns Eight years went by Eight long years away One day a tall stranger Peed in the land He came with lawyers, came with great ceremony, threw Vincent's fingers on that handful of sand. From little things, big things grow. From little things, big things grow. 
Vincent Lingari, but this is a story of something much more. How power and privilege talk move people who know where they stand, they stand in their law. From new things, big things grow. From new things, big things grow. From new things, big things grow. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.